this listener over there. Come on over here and sit a while with us. We have two fabulous shows to tell you about, so we hope you got the time because we got the stories. Our adventures begin at the Cherry Lane Theater where we saw Coal Country. This was a beautiful telling of a tragic event. Um, it tells the story of the, I think it's the Upper Big Mine, Upper Big Branch Mine Collapse in West Virginia, the Massey Mine, uh, 2010. And uh, it was a horrible tragedy. It was a preventable tragedy, but just as a neglect of corporations. Um, but it, it tell, it's the story of the victims' families, and they want to speak at as victims when Massey is finally kind of getting prosecuted. So they want to give victim impact statements. That's the one. That's how the show starts. But it turns out that um, because of what the person's being charged with, the families aren't actually the victims. So they're not. They're barred from giving victim impact statements. They're not. The person's not being charged with murder or anything. Oh. Yeah, so the show turns into their, uh, about their victim impact statement. So we hear the tale about the victims of this mind collapse and the people who's, you know, these particular survivors, and they tell the story of it. Um, this reminded me a lot of Come From Away in the storytelling style. You know, it's an ensemble show and the lighting and the way that they come in and out and that, mm -hmm. uh, which was great. The accents were really wonderful. I am a like a hard-nosed person about accents. If you're going to do an accent, first of all, you dang well better do it throughout the entire show, and you dang well better be good at it. Mm -hmm. And they were. They were fantastic. The music was really gorgeous. It was that gorgeous mountain music. And it was just this one guy on the side with a long beard. <laughs> and he had his banjo and his guitar. He bounced between the two. And he, um, he'd sing different songs throughout the show. One of the ones that I really really loved was when they named all the victims and these light bulbs around the theater lit up for each victim. Mm -hmm. Which was great. Um, How many victims were there? 40 something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The way the story was told and the emotion behind it made it this enormous tragedy so human and it brought it on a relatable level. You know, um, that's when they named all the victims. That that was amazing. Like I remember hearing about this because you know my dad worked in mining, so I remember hearing about this. Obviously, and it, and it touched a little close to home for me. But he, actually, putting names to an event humanizes it, and makes it even that much deeper. So uh, the set was beautiful. It was simple and all wood. It really communicated like an old barn in West Virginia. Okay. So very much felt of the place, which was nice. Um, and the other lighting effects used in the show were gorgeous. There was, like, backlight um, to simulate, like, mini, um, the mini light helmets going mm -hmm. by or the carts and such, things like that. Um, all in all, it was a touching and heartbreaking story. And it was magnificently performed. Really, well, really well. I love to hear that. Tickets for this show playing at the Cherry Lane Theater are available through April 17th, 2022. Mm -hmm. 
continuing on our journey, we head to the, a new theater for us, uh, the Connolly Theater, where we saw the newest show from page 73, Man Cave. One word for you, Hope. Hmm. Brujas. Oh, yes! I, yes! I love Brujas. I didn't realize that that's what this show was. I know. So this is a wonderful story about magic and ancient witchcraft, uh, particularly Mexican witchcraft. Um, the writing was Fabulous, like the script and the fluidity by which the story moves. Amazing. Um, first of all, if anyone watched Hey Arnold as a kid, the theater that this is performed in reminds me of the auditorium. It's in a middle school auditorium. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, we're off off Broadway. All right, like cool, go team. What a fabulous production, though. I was like, this. Okay. Like, it was amazing. The characters were so wonderful, and I loved how different yet similar they were. Mm-hmm. Everyone was, you know what I mean? Like, they, you just, you had all the makeups, all the different personalities that you needed to really balance it out. Um, and I feel that different classes and generations um, that they were surrounded by or they took place, like, molded them in the way that they spoke so like the living housekeeper she was she had less of her accent she spoke more i don't want to say proper but she reflected that she was working for a congressman she sounded like a congressman um where you know you had the 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 mother she sounded older and she you could tell she spoke more in like older ways you know the younger kids but yada 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 like you could hear where they were in their class or who they were around kind of thing okay um and the me- the powerful message in the show that reg- in regards to like domestic violence and escaping the abuse, and the abuse of power along with systemic racism was really important. You know, um, the the show starts with the girl showing up and she's been beaten to hell mm-hmm. by her police, her white cop boyfriend, mm-hmm. and it's kind of one of the things of because they're all Mexican, what can they do? Mm-hmm. He's he's a white cop. Who are they going to believe? Yeah, and. I mean, that's a sad but true fact. And then, of course, she's afraid that if she leaves, he's going to have her mother sent, you know, deported. He's going to call her immigration. And then, you know, the living housekeeper, who's also Mexican, works for a bigoted white Arizona congressman. Like, there's all this stuff, but it's like, this isn't far from now. Yeah. So it's addressing all these issues, and I love that. Um, the set was really detailed and homey. It did remind me of rooms I've seen in Arizona. I was like, oh, my God. I've been in those rooms. Um, the lighting was really cool, especially in communicating outside, which sounds really weird, but to be able to communicate the storms, the sudden storms, which are very important. Yes. Um, as well as like car lights and stuff. That was amazing. Um, and the actors were so connected and invested in the show that we see the whole world that they are in and the gaps they are feeling for us um we really feel do like like we feel like we're a fly on the wall does that make sense yes okay because like i don't know i got i really got consumed in in what well i can tell how consumed you were because you were like do feel do feel you're confusing your words but it's because you're so invested in trying to make sure you're describing it correctly Uh, yeah because i i I found myself wanting, like, I knew what they were trying to do. They're trying to get their friend to run away. And I found myself being like, yes, yes, you have the support system. Go, 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 go. And then, like, I also found myself understanding where she's like, no, I'm in a stand and fight. And I was like, yeah, okay. 
I guess. You know, and then seeing what ultimately happens, I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, of course, being married to a witch, you kind of got to buy into it. So this was really, really cool. Tickets for the show playing at the Connolly Theater are available through April 2nd, 2022. Before we go, we want to make you aware of our next monthly feature. April is both Arab American Heritage Month and National Sexual Assault Awareness Month. We will be recognizing both of these every Wednesday and Friday on our social media starting April 1st. On Wednesdays, we will be honoring an Arab American, uh, sorry, we will be honoring Arab American Heritage Month by showcasing a groundbreaking Arab American theater artist who continues to pave the way for generations for Arab American creators to come. And on Fridays, we will recognize works of the theater that have talked about and dealt with the issue of sexual assault, as well as share resources in helping those who may have become victims of this tragedy. So be sure to stay tuned for all of the exciting bonus content coming your way next month. And this concludes this episode of the Broadway Bulletin. Be sure to tune in to our next edition coming out every Tuesday and Saturday. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez. And I'm Hope Bird. Reminding you to turn off your cell phones. Unwrap your candies and keep your mask on. And keep talking about the theater. In a stage whisper. Thank you. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Booga Blue by U.S. Army Blues. Other music on this episode provided by David Munford and Billy Murray.